The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Media Mash, a roundtable of Cowboys insiders dropping wisdom and offering sizzling takes on the current state of your Dallas Cowboys. Now, your host, Nui Scruggs. Thursday, Media Mash. Let's ride. <laughs> <laughs> John Machota of The Athletic, Rob Phillips, DallasCowboys.com, Clarence Hill, the Fort Worth Star Telegram, dog team. Oh, uh, Clarence has many things going on in his world tonight. It's Clarence's big night. Go ahead, tell everybody where you're at. They can find you. If you want to go meet Clarence. And who doesn't want to do that? Okay. You want to drink with Clarence? You want to drink with Clarence? I'm a fun guy. Never said you weren't. I'm a fun guy. You want to smoke with Clarence? Meet me. I agree. You do all that. Eat, drink, and smoke with Clarence. If you're in the DFW area, I do a Thursday Night Live Cowboys Power Happy Hour at Ella B's in Arlington, right close to the stadium. Ella B's in Arlington. And we will have Everson Walls as our guest. And Calvin Watkins of the Dallas Morning News will be signing books, his book. Uh, Everson Walls brought the forward to his book. So he's nice. actually going to sign as well. Okay. So come see Clarence. The catfish. Hey, be on time. <laughs> <laughs> what was that, Chris? I didn't get that drop, Chris. Hey, be on time. Be on time, yes. Oh, Parcells, be on time. Uh, we will be on CP time. But we're going to have a good time. It All is right. funny how, how often we use different things that Bill Parcells said. But anyway, go on. What's Quite your- often. What's your favorite Parcells quote of all time? I, it's got to be one. Inappropriate. It's totally inappropriate. There's one that we use all the time, but it's totally inappropriate. Uh, <laughs> uh, not including those, I would say, man, I don't know. Who? The, the, the favorite was an inappropriate one. Yeah, I'm trying to think of one that's yeah. clean. It's the, one, the one where he offended a whole nation. Well, it's that. <laughs> yeah, that does it. That's not favorite. <laughs> Anyway, go on. It's the one that's repeated the the most. Change the subject. You know, I always like the one where he says, don't tell me about the labor, show me the baby. Yeah, that's a good one. Trying to keep my old house from burning down. And that one one is kind of sexist. How we doing, guys? Um, (laughs) Where's the JG drop coming from? Right now, he's too fat. Tell me me about the labor, show me the baby. That's that's kind of a sexist. Right now, he's too fat. (laughs) But, you, but you're right. Like, Stephen Jones still, like, moving parts with the roster. That's yeah. a Bill thing. That's a Bill thing. Well, and, and, and they still say the tournament because we call it the playoffs. And right. Parcells was the one that's called the tournament. Yep. And so the Jones family still calls it the tournament. Uh, you know, when he talked about the ERWs. Uh, the eat, eat, the, eat, eat, ride, and warm up. Yep, the guys eat, eat ride, and warm up who don't play that day. And, yeah. and, and, and by the way, we let's dive into this here. They do a lot of eat, ride, and warm up around here. They, bring, they take practice squad players to New York. And that's what I was going to say. You know, Basically, Mike McCarthy in press conference today as he starts talking about guys potentially playing here, Michael Gallup, Jason Peters getting more time, Connor McGovern to start to work his way back, that there's going to be, he said, there'll be some disappointed players on Sunday, meaning there's going to be some ERWs guys who got on the cowboy hat and shirt, shirt, and, and they're, they're watching the game not playing in it. Um, in your mind, who do you think he was talking about or talking about in terms of players? Well, if Gallup can go, I think it would be Jalen Tolbert, uh, and that would kind of Suck for him because he didn't wasn't active the first two weeks, and then all of a sudden he's active. I don't just don't know how many wide receivers you're going to have up uh, if Michael Gallup can play. So that would probably be the the first person I thought of. Um, I guess at safety, if J. Ron Kurz can go, that would probably change some things. And then at tight end, if Dalton Schultz can go, I think those are the three spots that I 
I was probably thinking of the most. Am I leaving one out? Well, well, left guard. Conor McGovern could yeah. be ready as well this oh, week, too. Will and, leave and, out Far- Farniak? So is Farniak yeah. going from starting to maybe inactive? Right, point? you got we'll that. See. And then you also have... Um, Man, I feel like I'm drawing a blank here. Like, I'm no, drawing a blank. No, it's no, it one other position I was thinking about. Oh, linebacker. Okay. You know, Jabril Cox. Oh, yeah. And Luke Gifford. Yeah. You know, so you, 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 you have those things you have to play with. And, you know, the thing about it is it's, it's disappointing for the player. It's a good problem to have for the Cowboys. They've talked about how strong they felt the roster was. And we made fun of it at times. We you like made our fun guys. You, you did. Yeah. Well, because every year in camp, they talk about how, how hard it's going to be to cut down. And sometimes you believe it, sometimes you don't. Right. I mean, you know, but we, I do we've been right here a long legit. time. Yeah. But, I mean, I think it, it's showing now. I think it's it, – they do have a deep – especially on defense. They have a deep defense. No, they, they do. They but guys but, but, they would like to get on the field that like right. Marquise Bell is just not – Right. You know. Right. And, but but it, like Tolbert, what, what are you mad about? Catch the ball. Right. Well, when you're a third-round pick, you just expect in your mind that – as long as I don't get hurt and I'm available, especially on a team that wasn't really deep at wide receiver going in the season, that I'm going to be active. I and, think you just and, feel and that when way. And you're a third-round pick. We expect you to catch the ball and make some plays well, and, and not get passed up by undrafted free agents. And while I agree with you on that that perspective, I feel like anybody within the organization that talks about it, they'll mention that, but they quickly bring up special teams. So there's obviously some disconnect there. Well, it's, you have to bring up special teams when you're not one of the guys. Yeah. But, but we were sold on draft day and in the days after draft minicamp that he was going to be one of the top producers at receiver oh, right yeah. off the bat. Oh, it yeah. wasn't about special teams. Is that a cover? It what? wasn't about. Yes, the special teams was a cover. But remind remind me of something, though, because did he miss time in training camp with an injury? No, it was yeah. mini-camp. Yes, it's, a, okay. it's an excuse. Okay, yeah, I'm just camp. I'm just clarifying because yeah. that's come up, and he did not miss training right. camp no. time with an injury. It was at the very start. Remember when James Washington – uh, was in the walking boot. Tor- uh, Tolbert was on the well, sidelines doing resistance court. So, yeah, you're talking like yeah, and one other, and one, and one uh, other thing, though, that this all predates Kevontae Turpin because yeah. we thought and they thought that he was going to be an option at punt returner. And so that was another place where he was going to have an impact because yeah. he was going to probably spell CD or, or be, be the yeah. punt returner back then, you know, before – Turpin came up at training camp in OTAs, and that he didn't, you know, that's that was his special teams. He was going to do some kick returns, and and that's not that's off the table. So you know that's part of it. But again, he was supposed to have a bigger impact at receiver. Hey, and, you mentioned linebacker real quick. What did you think of Demone Clark being out there with a the helmet on? I, I mean, he's been out there before, but it looked like he was doing a little bit more than mm. he normally does. I'm not saying he's going to be back right away, but. I really think they have a plan for him to play this season. No, they, they do have a plan for him to play. And again, that's going to be enough. Once he's ready to go, who do you cut? You know, how do you get him on the field? How do all that works? And, and and that's the best thing about this defense. They're deep. They have, you know, these are good problems to have on defense. You know, he, he talked about, and we didn't even bring up Terrell Basham. He talked about the defensive line, the guys are fighting to get on the field. And once he gets back healthy, you know, who's going to play, you know, one of those rusher positions. So you you do have good problems. This defense is deep. With the safety position you talked about, the linebackers, all that stuff is deep. Those are good problems to have. I don't know that the issues on offense and, and the decisions you're making on offense is because they're deep or because of some other issues, you know, especially at receiver. Uh, but the, the young tight ends, they showed you a lot. They showed, certainly showed, showed us a lot. Now, Ferguson, you know, they what do they call him? Uh, what's, the, what's the airplane? Uh, I don't know the movie. I can't even think of the movie. Some movie with um, The Rock. The Rock and Samuel Jackson that were jumping off a building or whatever else. Basically, they were telling him, quit jumping. You know, at the end of the game, Ferguson jumped and, and landed out of bounds. They're trying to kill the clock. 
skyscraper. Yeah, they showed a clip of it they, in front of the team. They, they showed a clip of it in front of the team, like, yeah. dude, stop, stay on the ground, quit <laughs> yeah. jumping, okay? Stop it. They won, especially, so you look past that. If they lose the game. that game, yeah, that's going to be a big play. People look back on is man, you don't need to be getting out of bounds there. You need to run the clock. So right, it's really late in the game. But, but outside of that, he 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 showed us something. And hit yeah. the shot too. Like uh, Baldy does his breakdowns on Twitter. You see his pass protection. He's known as kind of more like the Jarwin type guy, yeah. right. more of like a down the field threat. He's he's showing some something in the blocking too, which is going to have to be their role with Dalton Schultz here. So. Look, uh, assistant coaches Lunda Wells and Joe Philbin deserve some credit here the first three weeks as they've had a lot of different guys they've had to juggle and get ready to go play. And I don't feel like we can point and say, you know what, offensive line, you were the issue and problem, and tight ends, you are the issue and problem. I, I think that deserves credit when we talk about this team being 2-1 and one right now, getting ready to face the Washington Commanders Sunday at uh, AT&T State. No, no that's, a, that's a big thing. And, and people, you know, there's something on Twitter about how much time Kellen Moore – I'm not Kellen Moore, but – uh, Cooper Rush has had to throw the ball. I mean, you watched that. Watched. I mean, the, the Giants game. He's back there. You know, he gets the ball out, but he has time. He's not under duress. Unlike Daniel Jones, who's every time he goes back there, there's somebody in the backfield. And you're talking about an offensive line that has three new starters, and 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 you're, you're talking about a rookie at left tackle, and there are people questioning about Terrence Steele. And, and for most of the game, certainly we love what Jason Peters did for the second quarter. But most of the game was Fartyak. And nobody was touching Cooper Rose. He's played with a clean pocket. Now, credit the running game and all the other there stuff. There you go. I was going to say, you better bring up that running no, game because that running game's working right now. The running game is teams, working. If teams stop that running game, I wonder how clean pockets are going to yeah, be after but, that. That's but, all I'm saying. Yeah, no no doubt. But but that's part of it. They're, they're balanced. They're working hand-in-hand. Hand, but these guys are clean. But, again, even with the running game or the pass blocking, let's credit that offensive line. Yeah, and no. and that, that's been big. Tyler Smith, Jason Peters. I mean, Tyler Smith, I'm sorry. He's He's been the best rookie offensive lineman in the NFL this year. There are a lot of guys, you know, listen, we, we talk about Evan Neal from Alabama, ninth or top ten pick. He looked like trash. It was welcome to the NFL that Tank gave him. Yeah, but yeah, I, he, mean, I mean, it was like he was, he looked like, you know, Leo Collins did against <laughs> But I also, I also would like to point out that I feel like there are probably more Evan Neals that come out of the draft in the first round then there are Tyron Smiths, Zach Martins, Travis Fredericks, and then po- possibly what Tyler Smith ends up being. Like it, it, Just because you take an offensive lineman in the first round does not mean, oh, well, here we go, 10-year starter, possibly Hall of Fame. No. Like, it is, it's a difficult – No, it is difficult. The Cowboys thing. have been very successful at that. And, 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 again, as I – I mean, we're talking about Tyler Smith. The thing about Tyler Smith, unlike those guys who were all can't-miss prospects coming out of high school, I mean, Tyler Smith was supposed to be that guy. Right. USC, you know, Zach Martin, those, those were, you know – Top best of their position coming out, two star prospect. Go to Tulsa, you know, and none of us knew Tyler Smith's name before the draft. Okay, you know what it reminds during me? the football season, wasn't nobody talking about Tyler Smith. It, they were talking about Evan Neal and all these other guys, potential, you know, NFL top prospects. And we'll see if he has the career Travis Frederick had, right? But but it reminds you of the Frederick pick because it was like, ah, was he a second round grade? Is he, you know? But the it, difference it, is, it, is he was at Wis- but he was at Wisconsin. Reach? He still was a four year starter at a Big true. Ten school, and there was a lot of tape on him. He was still considered the best center in the draft. Now, what do you want to take a center that high? Now he was still considered one of the best centers coming out. Nobody thought that about Tyler Smith during the football season last fall. Right. You didn't question. Um, Travis Frederick's competition level. That's a good point. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, it was an interesting note by Mike, too. He didn't tell us, but that somebody he knows, he said way way before 20s, what pick did it? It was 27? 
that they got Tyler Smith that they would have taken a team would have taken him if they didn't take that if guy. They hadn't think, found their guy there. That's interesting. Capitals would have taken a couple of cornerbacks if if, if Micah wasn't there. <laughs> well, my, if Micah the Cowboys, you know, you know the Tyler I mean, Smith thing though that also yeah. fascinates me is I remember right after he was drafted, uh, hearing that there were. There were other coaches that started reaching out to him, Alabama being one of them. Right. So if he was going to play another year of college football, it was not going to be at Tulsa. So if he's at Alabama right now right. And, and holding it down, you go into next year's draft, he's probably he probably is you know the Evan Neal pick right. or whatever. Right. No doubt, no doubt. But but again, good for him. And and again, he's not been a problem. I guess we're, we're getting back to what we're trying to say is you know this offense and those questions. This you know they're getting back to when I talked to Zeke, you know he said that. They wanted to run because of the question at receiver, because of you got young offensive line. That, that running game, they wanted, even going back to, to, and everybody thinks they changed the offense. If we go back to Jerry and Mike McCarthy at training camp, they talked about wanting to run more. You know, they didn't get a chance to do it. Even going to the Tampa Bay game, if you remember the Tampa Bay game, we want to run the ball against it. Well, y'all didn't even try to run it last year. But before the game, we want to run the ball against Tampa Bay, even though last year they didn't even try to run because they allegedly couldn't run against Tampa Bay. But that was the game plan. So I don't think it's so much of let's change the game plan because Dak's not in there. This is what they wanted to do in the first place. But can you blame people, let's say blame fans for being skeptical, blaming us for being skeptical? Right. When you go back to where training camp was, how you felt about the offensive line, did you really see an offensive line without Connor Williams, without no. Lyle Collins, uh, question marks at, at several positions that, oh, no, no, no. They're going to be able to get back to 2016, 2014 game plans where they can just run all the time. I mean, I'm looking at that offensive line going to the camp go, yeah, that sounds good on, on paper, but are the guys going to be able to play up to that? And so far they have been able right. to Right, and, and I guess the, the, the overall point is that because we had questions about them, it would be easier for them to run block than pass block. And so they wanted to make it easier for the offensive line. They had questions the receiver. So the focus was we really want to try to run the ball. We really want to push the run game because we do have those questions. If we're going to, if the, if the young guys are going to do anything well, first off, it's going to be run block more than pass block. And the they've shown that. The Rock movie, Kevin Gray, our friend, just texted me. The other guys. Yeah. Other guys. Yeah. So they're jumping the, off the, the building. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I missed that. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, who starts at left guard? Um... Michael Gallup, are we expecting him to make his debut? We will discuss it with Clarence Hill, the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, Rob uh, Phillips of DallasCowboys.com, and John Mashota of The Athletic. I'm Newey Scruggs. This is the Media Mash on DallasCowboys.com radio. That's not right. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. 
The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Back, back, back to back. Media Mash. Media Mash, Thursday, Cowboys taking on the Washington Commanders. Sunday at Jerry World, a noon game. Carson Wentz said to the Washington media he knows he needs to get rid of the football. So will Carson Wentz get rid of the football as he gets ready to face a Cowboys team that I'll credit Daniel Jones for sneaking out about it at least by my account. Three, maybe four sacks. Yes, yes. yes. Um, I don't know if, uh, if 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 Carson Wentz can do that. I, <laughs> judging by what he did against Philadelphia the week He's before. not a bad runner. He's just not as fast as Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is fast. People don't understand. Daniel Jones is pretty fast. Well, as, you know, he, My biggest thing with Wentz, I just question his decision-making. So if he says he's getting the ball out quick, that could, I mean, great, but that could be going to the other team. I mean, there's there's I mean, any quarterback <laughs> that you're starting for your – third franchise in three years it's that's not a good thing in a league that wants franchise quarterbacks so badly that they will not let you go they won't even think of letting you out of the building unless they have known hey this is not the answer let's move on for this to be your third team already hey maybe he has a career game and and whatnot but the players aren't going to say this but there's no way they aren't looking forward to this game with that defense. There's just no way that they're not looking forward to playing against that front and playing against Carson Wentz. Every week's different. I mean, he had he had 300 yards in first two games, and you're like, whoa, Carson Wentz is back. And then he gets sacked nine times, and it's like, hmm. And, and some of that was on him. Like, you're talking oh, yeah, to people and watching, yeah. those, those, it wasn't just yeah. on his line. Those were on him, but, you know. Michael's licking his chops. Let's just be honest. He people are making fun. He told us they the teammates. Are, you know, he he said the right things. You know, I don't need to get all the sacks as long as everybody else is getting them and help the team. We got five sacks. I'm happy. You know, and I, you know people are you know channeling their their blocking schemes toward me, so that helps D Law and everybody else get open. But during the walk off, they're making fun of me. My teammates are making fun of me. You know, I don't, he don't like being made fun of. He's going to go after trying to get back in the sack column. Beware, Carson Wentz. Okay. I, I just tweeted out when he, he spoke to the media about getting the ball out. I'm like, this is year seven, and you're just figuring this thing out here? Uh, how is that? I mean, as a quarterback, I mean, these dudes hang out with each other. You haven't gone or studied Tom Brady, to see? I mean, that's what that guy does. And 
he's lasting the lead 45 years and won a couple Super Bowls doing it. Like, dude, this is what the best but, Cooper Rush is doing it. Let, let's be, but yeah, but let's be honest. Cooper Rush ain't facing the Cowboys defense. No, I know. But it's the mentality. That but it's the mentality. But it's, it's easier said than done. If nobody's open, you just can't get the ball out. And if, and if, if, if you know, you, you look at some of those plays against Cincinnati when, when Michael just was given a free reign to the quarterback, it's hard to get the ball out. How many times do you watch Tom Brady just throw it just throw it right there to Lyman's knees? I mean, the, the guy's not taking it. How many, how many it's tough get, to do that, though, you know. How many how many they get on Brady? They got four, three, four against Brady? They have 13 total. They've Micah had, had, they had two, two. at least. They had, two. They've no. had 11 the last two no. games. I, I, thought, I thought someone else got more than got one against Brady. It wasn't just Michael. Was I know Armstrong? Got, Armstrong? Yeah, Armstrong may have got a, you know something. I'm just saying, though, that that this Cowboys pass rush, you can, you can say I want to get it out, but you know we, we talked to Mike McCarthy the other day, and he said this may be the most depth he's ever had as a pass rush. And it's not just Michael. D-Law looks like D-Law again. Certainly though, he's, he's on the board with those three sacks. Uh Again, Dorrance Armstrong, those guys are getting after the quarterback. Okay. And then you add in the blitzing that the Cowboys are doing with their linebackers, the other two linebackers, they they and then blitzing on the safety is not just the front four. I mean, they're doing other things to get uh guys home in the backfield. Donovan Wilson had a sack the other day, almost took the boy's neck off. There would be there would be other years in the past where Sam Williams is a second round pick and they need him to play. Yeah, 40, 50 snaps, and he's having a hard time getting on the field. So the, I think that speaks to the depth. The best thing well. Washington's got going for it on offense, they do have some pretty good skill players. You know, Antonio Gibson, uh, Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel. I mean, if they can get the ball to those guys, then maybe they have some success there. But I just look at Joe Burrow, better quarterback, his weapons, even more talented, and they weren't able to have that much success at you know at AT&T Stadium against this defense. So, so. let me ask this question. I don't know if you guys, have, if this has been brought up at all this week in, in, in things you're covering or talking to people, because I know folks from Washington always call you and get your thoughts on things. Is Ron Rivera overrated as a head coach? Yep. And I think it all depends on where, where you had him rated. Like, do I think that he deserves to be an NFL coach? Is he good enough to be an NFL head coach? Yes. Do I think he's one of the top 10 NFL coaches, no. I think he's probably in, in the in the bottom half of the league, but I think you could do a lot worse. Yeah, he, he lived on Cam Newton and, and those guys for a long time. In at Cam, when he was MVP, Cam, you know, it took him to the Super Bowl. But you look what he's done in Washington, and and I think that he was the right guy for Washington because they needed. He, he was respectable, everything going around, and people respected his name, and he gave the the, the organization some credibility. When you had all the stuff flying around with, with uh, the owner and everything else, and, right? And, and certainly last year, and you know whatever he went through with the cancer, and and so people respected him, and and, and so. But it's year three; I, they've I, shown I, no improvement I, I, at all. Well, I, I don't. They need a quarterback. He's just like any coach. He's that's they had Heineke, and Heineke was gutsy. And He's got basically their games, GM. But they, like John said, like you're just trying to find a guy who you can rely on and, win, and give you a chance to win every week. And they're hopeful that that's Carson Wentz, but that wasn't the case in Week Three. And if you're not going to protect him, then it, yeah, it very well could be more of the same. I, I just Dallas. see so many sim similarities between Washington and New York. Like for several years now, <laughs> it's nothing about either of those teams really scares you. 
the way Washington was drafting on the defensive line, if they're completely healthy with, you know, Chase Young is, is out there with that group, that, that can scare you. Yeah, they what, can win games with what that. What quarterback could they have taken instead of Chase Young? Um, they could have taken Justin Herbert or Tua Tungavai. Right. I mean, so, they, they could have answered the quarterback position. But I'm saying, you go back no, to 2012, no. like there was, when, they, when everything was working with like Robert Griffin, there was stuff about them that scared you. I can give you a perfect example and stay in the exact division. The, there's stuff that's going on in Philadelphia that if you're a Cowboys fan, you should be concerned about when's the last time that you've actually felt that way about the Giants or Washington both of them have been down for so long I because I was thinking about this day when, when we were over by Zeke and Zeke was asked about you know who's your biggest rival uh right now and he said all the division teams which is what you have to say right but it's the Eagles and it's not even close it's especially, not even close. Especially this year because Philly looks I would, so good. When we, we talked about this on, on the Players' Lounge podcast. When I asked him that, I, I was hoping to get one. But um, a word that, that my, my finance professor kept using is depends. For the Cowboys, who's your rival? Depends. Mm-hmm. It, it does depend on you know, who, who's good. When, when he and I were growing up, Washington was a good team. No, no, no. Gibbs was coaching, so it was there, and it wasn't the Giants until well, here's Parcells, and so they're good. Or Joe, and then when Philadelphia had some good years, it was so it all always no. depends for the Cowboys. Yeah. And right now, Washington's not there because they're there, who they are. The Giants aren't there. You beat them nine out of the last ten times, so it's Philadelphia right now. So right now here on in the queue, but up there, you already saw the tweet. Commanders, hey, Dallas week. I'm laughing. <laughs> I got to do a radio hit tomorrow. My boy, NBC Washington. I'm like, come on, man. You know what week it is here. Well, it's come on. Week. You're also talking about the team that, you know, the Cowboys bring the benches, so now they got to come to an indoor stadium and bring those benches. I mean, just stuff like you look at them, they're just – I don't know. I, I don't understand how anybody would. And now I say this, they'll probably win on Sunday. But I just don't yeah. look at Washington as somebody that you should fear. No, they, they shouldn't one fear. One of the worst but, but, teams in the NFL. But, but but you have to respect them because this is their Super Bowl, and you're their biggest rival. Okay, they, they whether, care. They whether, care. Whether, I mean, and let's be honest. You think the players? Like, think, you like, think the players really think that there's a rivalry between Washington and Dallas? The players in Washington right now? Come on. They, the, no, they do. The they fans do. do. The fans no, do. But, 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 yeah. but, it's, but it's built on it's the, it's the fever in the city. Yeah. And, 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 it's, and it's how they they talk about that. I was in in, in um. John Riggins ain't there more anymore, man. I know, I'm sorry. But, like but the players just don't. All they're not them, getting. It's too all of them, too much turnover, man. They're not sitting there living on that. All they talk about that. They and they're probably not even listening to that. Okay, I'm just telling you. There's fervor in the city. The, the, the coaches, the organization, they, they talk about it. It's, it's important to them. And it's, it's still – It means it, something it, to it, them. It gives them some legitimacy. You know, and they, sure. you know, seeing that star beating the Cowboys, it, they, it's still something that they talk about. I think they will be happy with any win against any team they can get. I don't, they're, think, they're, they're I don't owner, think Dallas ratchet it up. Their owner lives for this. And it was, I can't, uh, Darren, Do you think hey, that they care about the owner? Do you think the players uh, well, on the team saying, really care about him? The, the uh, Darren Hayes, our, our, our yeah. frat brother Darren Hayes, he had on—I can't remember the owner dude's name, but <laughs> the guy for the team <laughs> from watching, he was like, hey, "That's our rival, and we we yeah. we, we need payback, you know, for okay. what happened." No, I was so, I was listening to radio. They, I'll they, fire they, it up they, right they, now. They, I can't, can't wait for Sunday. I, this is I would be listen so to radio after the new. game because I was in DC this weekend and Doc Walker. No, oh, yeah, well, it's Cowboy Week. It's Dallas Week. I don't care what happened with Philadelphia. They were already talking about Dallas Week. That I absolutely you believe. Know, and, the fans, the, but, the, the right, yeah, but, that, I get but all that. But that, that still fosters an environment that's not here. Is that we're just comparing it to no one's, no one radio, nobody TV, no newspapers talking about that Washington Week. Go ahead, these okay? guys go ahead. even go ahead. know that a newspaper Com- exists. Go ahead, compare it to Texas to Texas A&M. Go ahead. I know you. No, know. actually, no, it's, it's Texas Tech. It's, it's, it's Texas Lubbock. Tech. It's, it's Lubbock. Oh, all week Texas was a five and seven team last year. 
here, okay? Yeah. And and yeah, they stormed the field. They, they they went out there and sold out the stadium. Stadium yeah, been sold it, out but, for years. But, here's but Texas that, got that's T-shirts. Everybody ready? It's their Super Bowl, and and so that's how other teams feel about the Cowboys. And it's not even just in the division. You go any city, it's Cowboy Week. You know, the Cowboys, whether they've won or not, they still, you know, people still want to it's beat sold them. Out. Who the you're talking sold. about, though? Don't put on the helmets on Sunday. That's all I'm saying. They're not going to matter. I'm, I'm telling you, people. It's not, it's the, not players, the players. The no, players they do. They yes, they do. No, I'm, they I, I, well, we'll, we'll agree to disagree. But players care, and they they know yeah. Dallas. They care about the star. Yes, they I do agree care that they about. Care. I don't think they care that much more. They, I don't think they it's that care big because they know the Cowboys. Get, and it, not be that it is a noon kickoff, and it's still getting Fox's number one team. Wow, you know, uh, it's not. It's going to most of the country. They all the people. I bet you Antonio Gibson was like, "Oh my god, hey, did you see this?" We're in Fox's number one. Okay. Yeah, We're in the number one game. Antonio, okay. Antonio, okay. Antonio, Antonio Gibson and all his friends and family who are probably got some Cowboy fans there, right. they they care about this game. And, I, oh, by the way, they're they're wearing their black uniforms. Mm. Wearing their black. Yeah, they, they, hadn't worn their fr- they hadn't broken out the commanders, the commando black uniform. <laughs> so it's coming to town this week. Uh, I'll send you a couple couple of clips on, on, yeah. on Twitter. And, so they're so. wearing their black uniforms in Dallas Can on the road. Yeah, for the players. Okay. It's on the road for a reason. The organization are breaking out their black uniforms for this game for a reason because it's Dallas week in Washington. Man, that Cowboys locker room is probably shook right now. It's not the Cowboys locker room. We talk about with them. It is a thing in the city. We're talking about that. And because it's them, the Cowboys have to have their head on the swivel. Right. That, that, that's what I'm saying because you go out there and going through the motion like it's just another game and this team is playing it lights out you know you could get shot you could be the Longhorns exactly so don't do that so don't do that, don't <laughs> do that. I'm not playing I can run my mouth I, the players shouldn't be saying what I'm saying but I mean my God how would you not feel that way yeah when is the last time again, that Washington right. is really, been, the right and really worried about Washington when's the last time where you're really like damn Washington you don't have to funny things happen I'm asking you you've covered the team happen. forever I don't I don't worry about them but I I'm know not funny worry. things I'm saying when you you look at it and you're like, damn, they got they got a squad. No, I, I, don't, I haven't been I don't, like that since I don't, Robert Griffin. I seriously. don't think they have a squad, but I do know, especially up there, I've seen squirrely I'm, things happen with this Cowboys yes. team. I'm, and losing. I'm there, and what? you've seen things happen like what? Like the water just falling out from no. the top of the stands <laughs> no. and stands the, collapsing. Yeah, I've seen the, some squirrely things on, up there too. On the field. Hot dogs at, in the uh, press box. I, yeah. On the field. I on the field. Game hey. it, okay, just like when they, in 2018 when they lost before the Mark Cooper trade, Cowboys should have won that game. Yeah. You know, your your snappers never has a bad snap. Okay. Yeah. Oh, LP. Yeah. Yes, snap infraction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going know, deep in the And I agree with you. But <laughs> honestly, the way I feel about this is it's more about that's the NFL today. Nobody should be sleeping on anybody in the NFL. Cole There's McCoy. so much parity. I mean, I mean it's, just, it's, just, it's just some squirrels. No, it just, it just with Dallas and Washington squirrels you know things out. This yeah. is Pac-Man Jones. <laughs> it's the Rams, dude. Yeah, I mean, it is, seriously. It's the Rams, dude. It's the Rams I think it's so funny how much. I think it's so, I think it's so entertaining to me how much we, in just this segment you guys have mentioned, like, these college rivalries. They're nothing like college rivalries. It should never be compared. Okay. Never. All right, let's take a break. Um, we still know. need to talk about the, the left guard spot, you know, who's yeah. playing there, and uh, Michael Gallup. Let's dive into it next. John Machota, Rob Phillips, Clarence Hill. I'm Newish Crooks. This is the Media Mash. Let's go. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. 
the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Little Sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Back, back, back to back. Media Mash. Media Mash, Clarence Hill, Fort Worth Star Telegram. You can drink and smoke and eat with Clarence tonight at Ella B's, <laughs> as he'll have Everson Walls there and Calvin Nils. Calvin, I mean, uh, Calvin Watkins. Calvin Watkins. Watkins from Dallas Morning News. Yes, Calvin yes, yes. Uh, he'll be there, but I'm sure you're going to get Calvin Hill for a show, too. You know, we'll I, get all the I haven't seen him. He's been back in a while, you know. He went through some things, right, but, right. you know. Right. But, but, he hasn't been back in a while. I'd love to get Calvin Hill. Yes, uh, Rob Phillips, DallasCowboys.com. Mr. Positive here. We got the John Machota of The Athletic. He's just not excited for this week. It's, it's, it's supposed yeah. to be a rivalry week. Hey, man, it's all good. Yeah, you think I'm not excited for this? Wait till, wait till it comes up when they go to Washington. Because that's by far not the gonna, least enjoyable trip on, on the schedule every year. You're not going to go up there early and cover that, just the, the fever in the city, as Clarence put it? No, <laughs> I'm going to miss out on that. Sorry. January 8th? Man. You think that's the worst? I think the worst trip's... I think it's yeah, I don't mean the city. The city's the city's obviously awesome. I'm talking about the stadiums, the worst yeah, this, stadiums. Yeah, the whole that whole game day operation, the, the going to it, the way everything's set up. It's the worst, and I will not accept anything else. <laughs> that that is the I stopped going. It's like uh, not even trying. <laughs> hey, don't eat, man. You, yeah, you got that trip. I, I give that one away now. Yes. Um, that's the one place where I, I go full Jory Epstein, and I bring my own food. <laughs> Literally, man, you only there Mm-mm. after after my guy Tony Wiley left. There is real no, there's no effort there, and they don't even care they about have you. Know Johnny Rockets downstairs, and it's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> you can go but again, downstairs yeah. in the, see, right. In, in see, the, that's how desperate it is, man. He's like, you make. I, they're not a sponsor, are they? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, okay. yeah. Uh, yeah. Good point. I yeah. don't know. No, no. You know what? I just I just bring it. Okay. Just just. just <laughs> Go ahead and bring it. Um, right. It is what it is. So, left guard, who do we expect to start on uh, on Sunday? Three options for head coach Mike McCarthy. And I think it's time to go with Jason Peters. I think you just put Jason Peters out there the entire time and just let him go. The only way that that doesn't happen is if they think his conditioning isn't quite where they want it to be. But, I don't know. What I saw Monday night, that's enough for me. I think we see more of Jason Peters. I don't think we get 
70 plays of Jason Peters. Like, I think you get somewhere between 14 and, and 70, and maybe it's Connor. If Connor McGovern's back, maybe he's the one rotating with there you so go. Lee, yeah, I, I, um, I, I talked to Stephen Jones a little bit before practice today, and um, he said the issue with Jason is conditioning. You know, they want to get more, and that's why they only had 14 snaps, but they, it's just conditioning. They love everything he does, and certainly Tyler Smith has talked glowingly. Everybody talks glowingly how he helped them, and so that's, that's a – that's a twosome that, that the Cowboys are excited about getting on the field. But it just at this point, how long can he play? It's when does the check engine light go on, right? Right, right. right. Yeah, you know, he's going to give you some snaps, but how long can he go? And they want to be smart about it because, again, like with all of them, just like with Gallup and Dak, this is a long season. They want him for the long haul. And so, you know, you don't really have to – the urgency, because you've done so well and you played so well, and, and, again, you can say what you want. Yes, Jason Peters played well, but – Farniak was 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 not a, a minus player in the second half, you know, against the Giants. You know, they still were able to move the ball and certainly went down the field and scored two clutch touchdowns with, with uh, Farniak on the field. So the urgency of just pushing him out there and just giving him full load is not there yet. And so you can be patient and, and let this thing develop and grow, and, which is the good news. And now you've got, you know, the great option of Connor McGovern, Peters, and Farnett, which one you go with. So these are good problems to have, but you know Peters is in your back pocket that there's going to time when you're going to have the full load of Peters and Tyler Smith on that left side road grading. Are you just writing off Tyron Smith too? We saw him in the locker room the other day. We did see him in the locker room the other day. Who's He's not back until December. That's a whole, yeah, another again, 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 another good problem yeah, to have. You know, yeah. like. Do we, Jerry just mentions about, you know, all the guys that they have coming in the future and stuff listen, like that. And I know that. That's I remember when Jerry was driven by Tony Romo leading the Cowboys to the Super Bowl, you know, in week 17 when Dak Prescott was 13 and 3. I mean, he, Jerry's going to continue to do that. Yeah, that didn't happen. <laughs> who's, who's inactive um, if all three are available? If all three, you're talking about all three of those guards? Yeah. Well, the problem is Farniak is your backup center. Yeah, I think Governor can be your backup center too. And I'm thinking, well, he took snap. That's why he took snap there in practice. You know, you know, you know. That's what's crazy about when when Tyler Smith wasn't beating him out. You were still trying McGovern out at center. You know, trying to follow his position flex. But I mean, I don't. Why do we care? Let's care about who's starting. I, I want to see Jason Peters start. That's that's it's, what we care about. Well, okay, but you, if we're saying the check engine light is going no, to go you talking about this week? I thought you've been down the road. No, I'm talking about this week. Who does? Who's right now of the options we're talking about? I think here. they give Connor McGovern another week. Yeah, okay. I'm kind of leaning towards that. Too. You know, Stephen brought up Connor McGovern probably coming back this week, so we'll we'll see. You All know, right. but 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 you know, that those, again, they could give him another week. Again, and I guess my larger point is when all three of them are healthy and ready to go. That's when you want to know who's inactive and, and how do you do the position because yeah. Farniak is your backup center. Okay. All right. So, Gallup. Michael Gallup. Do we expect Gallup to play in this game? We'll start with you, Mr. Mishota. I do. I would be surprised if, if he didn't. I thought he was going to play last week. It sounds like a couple of days leading up to it, he didn't feel completely confident in the knee, even though he made some, quote, Michael Gallup-esque plays in practice. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. C.D. Lamb today, I think, was probably my, the most convincing for me. It just he really sounded like what he's seen from Michael Gallup this week in practice that he thinks he, he's ready to go. And I, the being back home and all that, I just think that that lines up perfectly for him. You know, Michael Gallup didn't want to go on pop, huh? and if he did, then he was going to miss those first four games. So uh, this is a game that he wanted to be ready for. So I think that we'll see him out there. With that being said, I don't think it will be. You know, you're going to play every snap. I think it'll be in passing situations, red zone, things like that. 
I would lean toward yes, too. He did say he said he needed a couple more reps when he talked to the media yesterday. They weren't in pads today, though, right? No. No. And he, and that was one point he made was I've only had two padded practices, so he's not going to get another padded practice before this game. But, yeah, I would think that he's out there. You know, it's funny. Nobody's tackling him in practice anyway. No, but the, I'm not saying I, I know, tackle, you know, but, but you, know, you know, thud it up a little bit and just no, kind of feel ain't, it somewhat. Ain't nobody thudding him up. Okay. I'm, you know what I'm saying? They're not thudding the receivers up in practice. Even when the padded practice, even when we're going for nobody's thudding the receivers. They're not just tackling the receivers to be the ground. In pads. I agree. Kinda, you know. But but we expect him to play. Okay. You know, we, we certainly expect him to play. And and you know, Stephen Jones again expects him to play. And, and the way C D talked, they expect him to play. And and he he needed an extra week and he needed needed an extra week for his confidence. All right, give me something you found in the locker room, a locker room nugget when you were in there, Rob Phillips. Hmm. C D or not C D. Zeke continuing to kind of Mentioned commit, commit, commit to the run. Yes. Let's keep establishing the run. Let's keep doing. And he's right. And and he doesn't seem to care about carry splits and all that. I think it was 15 for him, 13 for Tony Pollard. He doesn't seem to care. It's actually what Mike McCarthy said in training camp last year. No more 300 carry seasons for him. Just get him to the season, through the season to January, and he seems fine with that. Well, off the field, I've learned that Jordan Lewis says he's the best basketball player on the team. Then I asked CD, and he said he's the best basketball player on the team, and because they they're playing the the garbage basket basketball. And well, Jaron so, seems pretty confident. And too. they they all think they're the best yeah. basketball player. The CD said he was you know he thought basketball was going to be his career until his dad told him you know you probably have a bigger upside in football because I, I was a six two guard. I could I, you know I couldn't guard Steph Curry, but you know I could have I could have been Colin Sexton with a jump shot. Well, well, that's, that's, know, that's what CD told me. You know. You know who else said they're a great basketball player? Sam Williams came in and told us how good he. Yeah, everybody's a great basketball player. So, yeah, he said, I, I, I could have been Colin Sexton. I said, you know, okay, CD. You know what would be interesting? Because, you know, Romo was a good basketball player. Yeah. Tony Romo, All-State yeah. of Wisconsin. I wonder if Romo could take some. Like, hey, hey, guys, you know, going out there, see what you Man, got going, Romo. Yeah, school, Romo. You sure? Yeah, school. Okay. School. So negative. School, Romo. What you got? I had I, some more stuff, though. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> what else you got? Tyler Smith just continues to talk about what Peters does for him and how Peters gives him tips. Even, you know, when they the, – the famous play, you know, in the game when they did the uh, the third and 12 and they ran the ball and Peters, you know, was telling, hey, look for this. You know, it, it's – I think that it, it, we love Tyrus Smith and what he's done for the Cowboys, eight Pro Bowls, but as far as a mentor and teacher, Jason Peters has been the best signing they've had because I think he teaches and talks. Tyron don't talk. Oh, he doesn't talk to us. He, he don't teach and talk to them like that either. No one, we, we, we've been here since, no one is no one has said, when you listen to Tyler talk about it in detail, how Peters is always in his ear, what no, he's telling the tips, it, I, it's not even close to that. I asked Tyler yesterday, give me an example, and he said, beyond, beyond the X's, no stuff, it was little stuff like tape your fingers up. Right, because I mean, just everything. You, know, you, don't, you don't want to mess your fingers up over seventeen. I mean, he's always in his, always talking to him, and, and that's something that you can't measure. People didn't, the Cowboys didn't know they they knew he was a Hall of Fame left tackle, but they didn't know the impact he was having on all these guys, not just Tyler, but all the young guys more than anybody. That, that even the veterans they've had around here, we we love Zach and we love T- Tyler. I mean, Tyron and what they've done, but the teaching and the mentoring that Jason Peters is bringing to this team can't be measured. You can get more of this exclusive content. Clarence has more nuggets as you eat, drink, and smoke with him tonight at LBs in, <laughs> in Arlington. Arlington. Yes, yes, sir. In Arlington. Uh, Machota, what did you pull out of there? So when Cooper Rush is standing in front of us with the cameras on and all that, you can he it's just not his favorite thing, you can tell. But 
So when that was over, a few of us walked over with him and asked him a few more questions about other things. And you could just see how this, we were seeing more of what the Cooper Rush probably is around the team, a lot more relaxed than that. And uh, I thought it was interesting. He mentioned this, how he always writes down on his notebook, decisiveness and conviction. And he said that because if if you do that at the quarterback position and you just trust your inst- instincts, you're, you're usually right. It says when quarterbacks get in trouble and when they struggle is when they start second-guessing themselves. And I think that's interesting from him, his perspective, because I think that's one of the best things that he's done since he's been their starter is that there isn't a lot of, you know, where he doesn't look like he's sure of himself. He doesn't necessarily make all of the biggest plays, but it seems like every, every time he has the ball, he knows where he needs to go with it. And that's enough for this team uh, right now. The other thing I wanted to add is on Chill's point. So, you know, I'd heard that Jason Peters was going to play at least a little bit in the game on Monday night. So, for several of those first few series, I had my binoculars on their bench to try and see, hey, when is he going to sit down? Because usually in between series, the guys that are sitting down are going to be the next five that are out there. And Chill's absolutely right. And I, and I make the analogy, I compare it to basketball, where you know, on defense, everybody doesn't want to talk. And a lot of times if you talk on defense, you're looked at as kind of, oh, look at this nerd talking. Like, we don't need to be doing that. But when you have somebody like that, it really does just the communication make everything go a lot smoother. And I will say, Jason Peters... The entire time before he was going in, everybody, it doesn't matter if it was Tyler Smith, Farniak, whoever, constantly t- telling them things. Uh, like, just looks like a veteran that's been on the team for a lot longer than a couple months. The other thing month. about him playing left guard, and I thought initially it would be left tackle and you just move Tyler Smith back inside. Tyler Smith's made an easy decision for them because I think it's 117 snaps he's had at left tackle, one sack allowed. He, he's leave him there, let him keep developing. But not only helping Tyler, but you putting him in the middle of two young guys. You're helping Tyler Biotish, too, by having Jason Peters right next to him for whenever he's going to be the full-time guy. To me, it looks like a no-brainer now, you know, that you put a nine-time Pro Bowler right there, and then you have Zach Martin on the other side, too. Uh, it's got a chance to really work out well for this team. This will not be a Jackie Smith signing. Okay. All remember right. Jackie Smith? Yes, sir. The rival with the Cardinals who came to the Cowboys Super Bowl and, let, and broke their hearts by letting them down. This is a guy that's... You know, going off, huh? I, don't, I got an alarm going off. <laughs> I, thought they were, a, I thought we were being played a, out. This, like is a, this, this is a former rival who's coming in and just is just sewing into these young guys. It's, it's great who, people. Who wins? Cowboys. This, I, got, I got them 24-13. Cowboys, 24-13. That sounds great. And they haven't scored 24 points all year, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll go 20-14, Cowboys. Is defense going to give up two touchdowns in one game? Who you got, Nui? Two. Uh, Cowboys. Car- Carson Wentz holds on to the ball too much. And, and you know, Daniel Jones was was quick enough to get away last week. He, this guy's not getting away. He is who he is. Um, That's a rivalry game, man. He's going to want this one. Ah. You know, and not to him. That dude's on his own program. <laughs> he own, is on his own program. His That's a good way to put it. <laughs> program. That's a different dude right there, man. I mean, I mean just think about how far they, they were trying to get Jimmy G. Then, oh, okay, I guess we'll take this guy. Um Poor Washington fans. I feel they should have drafted Herbert. Uh, you they, think Haneke plays in this game? Maybe by the second half you think he's in there? Or you think they go yeah, Carson Wentz the whole no, time? They're going to go with Carson. They gave up draft picks. They're going to try and make sure they look they look right here and all that. So, All right, uh, we got to go because Kelsey Charles wants to come in here, get ready to do her show, so we need to let her do her thing. John Machota, The Athletic, make sure you're reading him. Rob Phillips, DallasCowboys.com, make sure you're reading him. Clarence Hill, Fort Worth Star Telegram. Make sure you're reading him. And if you and want to drink, <laughs> eat, smoke with Clarence, you can at LA's And listen, get Cowboys talk with Everson Walls, Cowboys legend, Ring of Honor. And? 
Grambling legend and? and the great Calvin Watkins. So Calvin, look at me. Dudes. Look at me, but I'm your best friend. Look what, what I do for you, frat brother. That's up in Media Mash. We will uh, talk to you next Tuesday. Okay, that's our next show Tuesday, right here on DallasCowboys.com Radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!